this uh, Bible reading, which is uh, from Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 13. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are in bed with me. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend. Yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Well, we've looked at how dads often fail because um, we're not perfect. And um, normally it's not because we don't love our children, but it's because we lack wisdom. Um, We don't know what is best for our children. We're going to look at a video now called, um, anybody seen this one, you younger guys, called Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yeah. Um, Just to explain to those who haven't, the background to it is this guy called Flint, who's invented a machine that changes water into food. And um, the local policeman... He wants to do the best present he can for his son, so he goes to him and asks him for something. And uh, we're going to see what that is right now. Flint Lockwood? Yeah? Uh, it's my son Cal's birthday tomorrow, and I was just wondering if you could make it rain something special. Well, I'm, I'm pretty backed up on requests. Plus, you're always mean to me. It'll be just one time. For my special angels, special day. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't want to overwork the machine, so... Okay. I knew it was a long shot. I just wanted Cal to see how much your father loves him. I thought you would understand. You know how fathers always try to express their love and appreciation for their sons. Earl, wait! Happy birthday, son. Dad? 
this is your day. Go have fun. I love you guys. You're awesome. I love you too, son. No, Cal. This doesn't look good. <laughs> I love you, son. I know, Dad. You tell me every day. <laughs> Flint, this is amazing. And designing the ice cream to accumulate into scoops, I, I don't know how you're going to top this. Maybe with hot fudge. <laughs> Well, I guess, um, unless you don't like ice cream, I think anybody would be pretty pleased with a uh, birthday present like that. Um, but was that the best present, though? Maybe it was the best that Earl could think of, or Flint could think of, as a human father. But being a perfect father means wanting to give your children good things. It means being able to give them. And it means knowing what is the best thing for your child. And that's what we're going to look at in this passage that Samuel read out for us for the next few minutes. And the first point that came out of that passage is that our Father in Heaven invites us to come to him and ask him for good things. Now, the first question you may have is, um, why does he tell us to address God as Father? Um, Well, it's because he wants us to know God as a Father. He is a a holy God. He's awesome. He's unique, as we were singing about earlier on. He's all-powerful but he's also a father. We can approach him, we can speak to him as we would our own dads. That doesn't mean we should treat him like a sort of a, a buddy, a more of a casual relationship. We need, still need to treat him with respect, um, but we can come into his presence and he wants us to. And the fact that Jesus says, ask, seek and knock is trying to sort of um, stress that really. Because, I mean, when you're at home and you want to speak to your dad, if he's in the same room as you, what do you do? You, you ask him. Um, can I have a biscuit, Dad? And he'll probably say, yes, or have you asked your mum? <laughs> and what did she say? If he's not in the same room, you'll probably go and look for him. And you might find him in the uh, study or in the shed or wherever he's hiding. And, uh, and you'll ask him, can I have a biscuit, Dad? And he'll probably give you the same answer. If he's somewhere else, He's still there to be found. And uh, when you get to that uh, place where he is, you knock on the door and maybe the door's shut maybe, and he'll open it for you. And uh, that's, that's what God does. He opens the door. He wants you to come and speak to him. God will always open the door. He'll always be there when you go and ask him. So who does he promise to give good things to? Because so, it says in the passage there, everyone who asks receives. What does that mean, everyone who asks receives? Because the Bible tells us that not everyone is a child of God. Not everybody can call him Father. It says in John chapter 1, it says, To all who did receive Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So to become a child of God, to be able to approach God and call him Father, means, first of all, we need to receive Jesus um, and believe in him. 
to trust that he is the Son of God, to trust that he died for us so we can be saved. And as we believe in him, as we trust in him, we become a child of God. We become adopted into his family. So if you are not yet a child of God, can I extend that invitation to you? You are all invited to become children of God by putting your trust in Jesus. Well, our Father in heaven invites us to come to him, to ask him for good things. Um, our Father in heaven also knows what is best for us. How does he know what is best for us? Well, he is all-knowing. He, he can see what we're thinking and feeling. He stands outside of time. He knows what is going to happen. He is all-wise. Also, he's perfectly loving. He will give us what he knows is best for us, not what we think is best for us, but what he knows. And that is often the problem in our relationship with God. Um, that's the reason why many people don't turn to God. They've asked him for something for so long and he just hasn't answered their prayer. The trouble is their prayer is for something specific and in many ways that thing they're praying for is more important to them than actually having a relationship with God. Let me just give you an example. How many of you uh, children have studied uh, the Tudors at school? Anybody done the Tudors? Yeah. And remember Henry VIII? Did you do him? Yeah. Naomi, how many wives did he have? Six. Why did he have so many wives? He wanted to have a son, that's right. In many ways for him, having a son was more important than having a married relationship with his wife. Um, And that's the same that it can be with us and God. We're more interested in having something from him than knowing him. So let me just read out that, that bit in the passage that Samuel said. He said, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Well, what does this mean? Imagine your dad going to the, uh, the chippy and saying, should we have fish and chips tonight? And you go, yeah, fish and chips, go for it. He off he goes. But instead of going to the chippy, he does a little diversion, goes into a field and finds a viper or an adder or something. Brings it back, wraps it up in paper and says, here you are. Fish and chips, you open it up and there's a snake going. Now, that's not going to happen really, is it? Well, maybe not from Steve. But, um, um, Jesus is saying, of course your dad would never do that. But then he, what, what, what does he say exactly? He says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. In other words, you are far from perfect. I mean, evil is a strong word to say that we're, we're all sinful, we're, we're weak, we fail. Um, if you get it wrong, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And what he says is the Holy Spirit. Now, what it, in what way are they better than what we can give you as, as human fathers? Well, First of all, he won't give you something just because you asked for it. You may actually end up asking for a scorpion without actually realising it, because the thing that you're asking for may actually turn out to be not particularly good for you. Um, and to say that he will give you the Holy Spirit is to say that the best gifts that you can receive from God are spiritual gifts. They make us more like Jesus. The thing is, you can't just give somebody a spiritual gift like patience, for example. 
You can't go onto eBay and see, right, how much is Patience being bid for? I'll put in £200 for Patience for my child for their birthday. It doesn't quite work like that, does it? Patience is something you have to, to get as you go through a situation. So God can put us in a situation where he allows us to learn patience. For example, let's think of the, uh, the building project, which we've been uh, uh, working on for, for the last few years. Um, you may say, well, why didn't God allow that first application to go through? Um, now, we don't really know. Um, but we can look back and say, actually, have there been things that have been good for us as a church that we've learned through this process? Have there been things that have been good for, for those around us um, through this process? And you could say, well, actually, it's taught us patience. It's taught us to trust in God's timing. Um, it's taught us to be sensitive to those who have other concerns, how we communicate with them, um, how we as Christians respond in the face of disappointment. All these are things that we might not appreciate at the time, for which God is giving us. So God knows what is best for us, and he knows how to give it to us. Well, let me just uh, finish. Um, you guys are listening very well down here. Well done, guys. Um, let me, just, let me just sum up, because there's a lesson for us here as dads, um, and there's a lesson for all of us here as well. A lesson for us as dads, first of all, we do need to be accessible to our children in the same way that God is. We need to be available for them, to be able to talk to them um, when they want to come to us. And the strength and depth of our relationship will depend on that time that we spend with them. There are lots of things that we can do for our children, but as we heard right at the beginning, the most important thing we can do for them is to lead them to to Jesus, um, to help them have a relationship with him. The lesson for all of us is that um, we are all invited to become children of God. And as his children, God wants to give us blessings. He wants to give us the gifts of the Spirit. He wants us to become more like Jesus, but he we need to want to become more like Jesus. We need to want those gifts. We need to need to go to Jesus and ask for that. Which means we need to pray. We need to pray regularly, consistently, boldly for that to happen on our own, in our families, and as a church. And can I just uh, finish by encouraging you as a family, if you don't pray together as a family, um, why don't you, you make a start this week it doesn't have to be anything complicated. Just um, give thanks at the meal table. Um, ask for God's help in the things that you are facing as a, as a family. Um, and ask him, above all, to make you more like Jesus, whatever that may mean. It may mean that you have some pretty tough times to make you more like Jesus. But that's what God knows is best for us.